Hi, everybody. This is Richard Carafel from Agility PR Solutions, and, and welcome to PR Profiles. It's a video series and podcast where we chat with experts in the PR and communications industry. And we think PR is the most formidable, dynamic, and rewarding field there is. And we wanted to introduce you to some of our favorite powerhouses in the industry. Today, we're speaking with David Landis. He's the president of Landis Communications in San Francisco. Hello, David. How are you? I'm doing great, Richard. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Well, it is our pleasure as always. All right, so uh, we're going to jump right in here with this rapid fire interview. And uh, I'll just hit you with a first question here. And that is, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Landis Communications? Sure, our agency, Landis Communications Inc. is celebrating 30 years this year. We're really, really proud of that. We've been committed to the San Francisco Bay Area community for all those years. And, um, and a little bit about me, I actually started out as a classical music pianist. So I am always devoted to the arts and to furthering the entertainment industry uh, wherever I live. How about that? Interesting. And congratulations on that landmark of 30 years. Incredible. Thank you. Thank All you right. very much. You bet. All right. So tell me, is there an area of PR that you specialize in? There are probably three that we say we have very great expertise in, and those are healthcare, technology, and the environment. Healthcare, mainly because we see that as an industry that is somewhat recession-proof. Uh, not totally, as was proven this past year when Hospitals really underwent some very big challenges uh, early on in the pandemic. But we think with the aging of the baby boom population and also in general, the need for healthcare, that that is probably a very good business to be in. Uh, another area that we have a great deal of experience is technology. Not surprising because we're here in San Francisco and the Silicon Valley, which really is the nexus of that industry. And finally, the environment, because we're very, very passionate about making uh, the planet a better place for ourselves, for our children, and for our future. So I would say those three, as well as our commitment to the community, which we've had all along for the past 30 years. Very interesting. All right. Thank you, David. Have you just been drawn to those all along? What, what kind of got you interested in those things particularly? Well, it's funny because I was a classical music pianist. Our first clients really were in the entertainment industry back in 1990 when I formed the agency. But I would say about um, and, and technology has been uh, an area of us for a very, very long time since early dot-com boom around, you know, 1999, 2000. Um, but in terms of healthcare, that was a conscious decision about 2005 to 2008, right before the last little recession that we had. And that was a, a, an interest of ours. And we had done some work with healthcare nonprofits, but never sort of the service providers and um, biotech and that sort of thing. So we made a conscious decision and it's been great. We've Some of our clients include UCSF, Sutter Health. Right now we're representing the Center for Neuroskills, 
which is an organization that does brain trauma rehab throughout Texas and California. So it's been a very rewarding experience for us. Well, that's terrific, David. I'm glad to hear all that. Thank you. And so how about this? What's the best thing about being in PR? I think the best thing about being in PR is absolutely that you learn something new every day. I love the fact that we have clients that range from nonprofits that help the homeless to uh, the brain trauma client that I told you about to save the Redwoods League, which uh, really is doing such great work, especially with the California wildfires in preserving and and, uh, making sure that those great titans are going to be here for future generations. So I would say that is the most fun I think, you know, I've worked, you've probably worked on both sides of the desk too. I've worked in-house, I've worked for the media, and now agency side. And I really like the agency side because of that, because of the fact that I don't want to just be doing the same thing every day, day in, day out, or seasonally, or whatever. So this is this is the most fun. That's great. And it sounds really rewarding, too, uh, with some of the uh, things you're involved with. So that's fabulous. Uh, All right. Now, what do you think is the biggest mistake that a PR pro can make? Well, I think we learned this during the past administration, didn't we? PR people should never lie. And not only is it in the code of ethics for PRSA, it's the ethical thing to do as a business. And it's very easy. I don't think anybody who's listening today is going to outright lie, but it's very easy to slide down a slippery slope and to maybe agree with your client when you know what they're saying is wrong or you haven't checked it out or you didn't really vet it properly or even something simple these days as sharing information on social media before you actually have figured out whether it's true or not. So I think lying is absolutely the biggest mistake. And I think we as PR professionals have a duty and a responsibility to actually make sure that what we're doing and saying is always correct. That's great. I totally agree with that, David. Thank you. Uh, All right. Now, how about this? What is a common myth about PR that you'd like to debunk? (laughs) I love this one because, you know, When I talk to my family or people who aren't in the business of PR, they say to me, well, isn't it just about the people you know? Isn't Mm -hmm. it, you know, your relationships? And I say, well, yes, it is about relationships. And, And frankly, I think we could do better nowadays than just having relationships over Zoom or via email or whatever. But if all you're doing is banking your PR skills based on the people that you know, at that point in time, you're not doing a good job for your client. And why is that? Because you have to make new relationships. You have to discover new ways of making sure that you can communicate your client's story. You can't just rely on what you know and what's easy and what's in your back pocket. So that to me is the biggest myth. How about that? That's very interesting, especially in the in the internet age. You know, so many channels to to reach out to. Uh, uh, so fabulous! Thanks, David. Okay, how about this? What was your uh, what What's been your biggest failure, and uh, what were the lessons you learned? Biggest failure was in two thousand during the first dot com boom. 
And we went from being a $3.2 million business to an $800,000 business in one year. Mm. It was devastating. And, um, you know, we were about 10 years old then. And we had done a lot of work and really had a niche in consumer technology and retail and real estate. All of the worst industries you could probably <laughs> be in at that time. So uh, we actually made a conscious decision. Brian Miller, who's uh, still with us, our business development manager, and myself, to really do what all the um, what all the guidebooks actually tell you is not what you should do. You know, a, a lot of people say what you should do is not diversify your business but really have a niche so that you can market to the niche. And there is value in that strategy. But we decided to buck the trend and really diversify. And that's when we got into you know, areas like healthcare and some of these other areas, the environment, which we hadn't done as much work in. And diversification has actually been the very best thing that uh, has helped our business sustain itself through the 2008 recession where we really didn't have a dip at all. And then through the pandemic, where we were doing pretty well, you know, compared to a lot of the other agencies. So I would just say, I think uh, the lesson learned is diversification and how that can work for your business. Yeah, that's a great lesson. Fabulous. In fact, you might have, that might be the original pivot story. You know, it's such a, <laughs> such a buzzword these days, but, uh, but it sounds like it really worked for you back then too. That's great. Yes. yes. So, uh, all right, David. Now, what advice would you give students or people that are just starting out in PR? Yeah, this one. And, you know, I've taught at Golden Gate University here in San Francisco in their MBA program. And, uh, and I've also taught in the high schools here in a volunteer program. And I, I think people think PR is something that it really isn't. To be really great at PR, you have to read, 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 and you have to write, write, write. And there are so many opportunities now these days to be able to do those things. Um, and when I say read, read the newspapers, read the magazines, read all the media, you know, all the online media, but also read fiction read nonfiction, you know, find a writer that you like and follow them and, and, and devour their words because you're going to understand how to use vocabulary. I'm really tired of PR people who use cliches and I really resent people who use swear words that my staff knows this about me and that, that has become rampant. I don't think that says much about a communicator when you don't use the proper words. So read, 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 and write, 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 because with practice, you will become a better writer. And good writing is really the foundation for a successful PR career. Absolutely. Thank you, David. That is fantastic advice. And I hope mm -hmm. all you young folks will heed those words. <laughs> all right. But not the swear words. Not the swear <laughs> words. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Let's keep it clean, folks. All right. Now, uh, okay. Finally, David, uh, how can people connect with you and with Landis? Yeah. You know, I'm all over the internet. So it's uh, my email is david at Landis, L A N D I S P R.com. That's the best way. But I'm also on LinkedIn. You can get me there. You can get me on Twitter. I'm at David underscore Landis. On um, Facebook, you, uh, 
feel free to, you know, ping me on Facebook. Um, those are, those are the best ways to get in touch with me. And, um, you know, and I really welcome connecting with people because again, that, that points to what I was talking about earlier, you know, having a greater network only makes me a better PR person and hopefully makes the other people better PR people too. That's fantastic. Uh, great. All right, David, thank you. So that's all the time we have today. Again, we've been chatting with David Landis, the president of Landis Communications in San Francisco. Thanks for joining us today, David. Thank you so much, Richard. Always a pleasure indeed. Hi, I've got some exciting news to share. It's about an upcoming can't-miss event for PR and comms professionals who are responsible for generating positive coverage for their brand or clients. I'm talking about the Earned Media Mastery Summit presented by Agility PR Solutions. This 100% virtual event is free from August 26th to August 28th and jam-packed with knowledge from the experts. Learn from some of the best in the business on how to get that game-changing coverage for your clients or brand and enjoy it on your own time. There's no schedule to keep, so you can watch what you want when you want to. So head over to earnmediamastery.com because registration is open. Save your seat today, and then starting August 26th, watch over 20 sessions on how to become an Earn Media Master. Again, that's earnmediamastery.com, one word, and we'll see you there. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll join us again for the next episode. Mm -hmm.